All right, welcome to episode 99 of the Bobbycast with Danielle Bradbury. Hey, Danielle. Hey. <laughs> I've never done one of these on a weekend or in the daytime. Really? So it's completely out of my natural <laughs> element because we usually do these. I'm on the road every weekend. Yeah. And then we usually do these in the evening. Mm-hmm. People just come over to the house. and But because of the great snowstorm of oh, yeah. 2018, yes. we had to postpone this. Yes. And to, today it's, it's summertime outside because it's like 50 degrees. I know. These weather changes are driving me crazy. Are you? Uh, but I, I lived in Texas for the past 14 years before I moved here. So um, winter to me is... It, I'm from Texas. It's, so it's, it's, I, any winter's painful. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's like 50 degrees, I'm like, okay, this is cold. <laughs> today was pretty... I went to yoga today and I was in a like a sleeveless shirt and I braved it because I'm so happy it wasn't 25 degrees. <laughs> You're like, Let's I was see. like, this feels great. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I'm man. glad you came over. I'm glad I'm here. I a lot to talk about. Yes. Um... <laughs> Where to start? Where well, to start? It's, uh, you just came from Wisconsin. We were just talking about that before we went on. Yes. It was your first show back where, yeah. where you're singing again. Yeah, and I like forgot how to sing and everything. <laughs> it was a little rusty. On the lyrics? Yeah, on the lyrics. So you did what's called a guitar pull, which I think is interesting because radio stations do these guitar pulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have you explain what a guitar pull is. Okay. Um, well, uh, example last night, I was the only girl, which I thought was cool. Um, and you're on stage with about four or five other artists and y'all are up, all up there and y'all get to talk about stories, go back and forth. And then y'all each sing one song and then y'all go around and, um, you sing to like five or six songs each. And I, I, those are my favorite personally, cause you just get to hang out with everybody and kind of sit back after one song instead of going song after another and just kind of listen to them and you hear songs that you haven't heard before from other artists and I think it's really cool. <laughs> Who was on with you last night? Um, Walker McGuire, McGuire uh, Luke Holmes, uh, Jordan Davis, and um, Morgan Wallen. They were all really great. That Luke. He is... He's like he's like you. It's unsuspected greatness. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> and I was talking with Dan from Dan and Shay a couple days ago and with those guys... Mm-hmm. You know if someone has a deal, they're going to be at least certain good. Yeah. Because you really don't get signed if you're terrible. So there's this expectation. and But then there are certain people that even though you know they're good, they come in and they still blow you away. And I put Dan and Shay into that category. And I put you into the category because even though we know you're good, when you guys start singing, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> Luke Combs is on there too because when he starts singing, it's violent. Oh my God. It's, it's in your face. Sunday morning. <laughs> you recoil because it's so hard. It's just like, oh, yeah. boom. Oh, yeah. Well, what's funny is because when you're up there, all the artists are in front, obviously, and then you have either your guitar player, your drummer, which is on a cajon, and I have which my. Which is a little box. Which is a, a little box. box yes. And I have my guitar player and my drummer um, back there, and I think I did one of those things with Luke, the same area, like before the the new year. And my drummer was in front of his uh, wedge, which is like the big speaker. He said, "I he is amazing, but he blew me so out of my loud. chair." <laughs> He's so loud, and goes from zero to sixty faster than zero to sixty. Yes. Where you are a pure singer and one of the best, but you go like an airplane taking off. And when you hit the speed, you're nailing it. Luke is like a freaking 
Ferrari. <laughs> what? Just, it, it scared us in the studio last time he sang. Oh, I bet in there. It yeah. was probably... Because he had Amy, my coach. He goes, Amy. And I, I've known Luke for a long time. Yeah. He goes, Amy, count me down. And Amy goes, one, two, one, two. Sunday! And we all went, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it scared the crap out of all of us. Oh, my God. When you do one of those where you're sitting around with those people, does it matter to you what order you go in? Um, not really. I, I just turn around to my players and be like, what are y'all feeling? And we kind of, I kind of think about my single and where that goes. And sometimes I go off of who the, the artist before me sang, or if it was like a slow song, upbeat. So I go off of those things, but not necessarily like each song or anything. But where do you put the single in the mix? I do it like right in the middle. Um, like last night, I think we did five and I did it like the third song in. So... What, yeah. what do you start with when you're doing a show like that? What did you start with last night? I started with Can't Stay Mad. Okay. So. And it's like more of an upbeat song. So What did you close with? I close with Worth It. Yeah, that one's a big one. Because <laughs> I'm worth it. Yeah, you sang this on our show too. You killed this one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good one. I hear this one on satellite too. As we're playing Sway, they're playing Worth It, which is a cool thing now. You can get multiple songs played at different times. Yeah, it's yeah. been really cool to see. I mean, fans post that and then obviously hear it sometimes. It's been crazy. Yeah, that's a good one. This was the first one when you came back, right? Like, yeah. This was the first first song when you were like, hey, here I come again. Yes, Sway was the, the hello, I'm back. <laughs> what was the conversation that led to this song? being the first song well uh it's kind of funny because sway was actually not the wasn't going to be the first single it was going to be the first lead track of the new album and that's what which is we, a difference which is a difference right um and that's what we did we we released it and was like new first track off of the new the new record can't wait for to show y'all more and all that stuff well, one day, I think it was during the CMA Fest, I, I got thrown in a meeting um, right after the celebrity softball game um, that I think we played together. And I it was with, I mean, the label and, and everybody you can think of. I was like, okay, I'm all sweaty. Sorry, guys. Oh, but you literally went from the softball game over to the label? Went, okay. yes. And we talked about... I mean, radio tour again and Sway being the new single and it was just kind of like bam, bam, bam. And I think they had already talked about it, kind of made that decision and saw it doing really well, um, better than we expected as not even a single. So, um, yeah, they were like, yeah, Sway's the new single. How did you feel about that? Did you have your heart set on something else to start as the first single? Um, I honestly did. Yeah. I, Worth It has been my favorite always. Um, and I think I, I picked that when I was putting the album together. Um, and Worth It kind of stuck with me always. And there's other songs on there that are my favorites too. But Sway was, and the more I thought about it, Sway was kind of the, the easygoing, just kind of... I guess nice song to to start out the new album since nobody, I mean everybody has hasn't heard anything from me in, in about four or five years. Which is interesting to me because as I was coming into the format and moving to Nashville, that was kind of the last that you and I saw of each other. Then you disappeared, mm-hmm. and I don't go around town. I don't ever go out, but still you see people at industry events. But you disappeared. I disappeared. You disappeared. <laughs> you were gone. Yeah. Which was a cool thing to do, but I, I start thinking that's got to be tough 
when you're right in the middle of it and Mm -hmm. then you consciously go, I'm getting out of it. Yeah. It is tough. Um, It's like witness relocation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what what was the the, the mindset behind that? You know, um, I think a big part of the the break was coming off of The Voice and being so young. And I feel like a broken record, but it is so true. I was very young. And personally, I did not know what the heck was going on. I couldn't tell you anything about the music business. I still couldn't tell you half of it. But, I mean, then I had my mom going around with me all the time because I was so young. And after the show, I... I mean, I got this record put together and I had to pick 12 songs and I didn't write at all. I couldn't tell you how to do that even back then. And I was just listening to these songs in the hotel room of wherever I was. I was kind of getting frustrated because I didn't know, didn't like some songs and and I liked more ones more than other. But I mean, it was just a a mess. And finally, I picked 12 and we came out with my debut album. And so, and then after that, it was like, bam, 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 everything happened all at once. And so I never really got that moment of, okay, this is Danielle Bradbury and this is what I want to sing and I'm a songwriter and all that. I didn't have that yet. And it was very much blonde girl, the voice, country, blonde girl. And that's what everybody kind of looked at me as. And, And a lot of them said, oh, another voice winner. And I was like, you know, there's more to me than that. Um, I think. And so the break was very much like, okay, I need to really sit down for a second off, off of this crazy ride that I've been on and really figure out who is Danielle Bradbury and if I am a songwriter or not. So I got into that. Where'd you go? I was here in Nashville. <laughs> like I, maybe once or twice did I ever see you. Yeah. Did you purposely not go to things? You know, some of them I wanted to go, but there wasn't really a purpose for me to because I didn't have any music out or anything. Um, But I was just at home. (laughs) 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 I wasn't doing anything. But, I I mean, I was. Did you want to go even just sing and keep the instrument sharp? Yeah. And and you couldn't. Like, that had to be so frustrating. It was very frustrating. I won't lie. (laughs) Um, and you know, we were, I was going into my management's office almost every week and, you know, we were talking about the goal and, and what we needed to do. I was writing a lot and that's a a big thing that I got into, um, in that break. And that's what I did most of the time. And, um, and I co-wrote a lot. I haven't written by myself yet, but hopefully I'll get there. And yeah, it was just writing and then meetings just all the time because we were just trying to figure out and then we would do photo shoots and then um three months later something would change and then we would want to do another photo shoot and just like I was continuing to just grow <laughs> and then I'd get songs and we'd release like songs like friend zone and I would write so much I mean more songs I thought that friend zone was really good by the way <laughs> I thought it was really funky it was different. <laughs> it was. But I, now that you say, I don't even have that clip. Oh, I do have it up, don't I, Mike? How about that? I love it. I know this. <laughs> I don't even know what, they, what you guys tried to do with this, but I liked it. And it started off. Oh, my God. Are you... Why do you why do you look at this guy when this song plays? I just I it was so random. Yeah. Isn't that the beauty of it though? Yeah. 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 
Do you ever play this live? Um, every now and then. I used to play it a lot in my like full band shows. Um, but that song, it was kind of like, since I haven't put anything out, we were like, let's just put something out. Like, we need something. I don't want my fans to get so just crazy and annoyed. Because they were. And I was like, I don't blame y'all. <laughs> did you go into hiding on... Uh, hiding. Uh, but did you go into on social media hiding? Uh, no. So you so stayed active? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I did... Um, I did the, we, me and my management kind of had this idea of putting out cover videos um, just to keep, I mean, again, the fans entertained and I wanted them to know, like, I'm still here, but I'm, I'm working on some things and I, I'll put out some stuff for y'all to listen to in the meantime. So I did these, these cover videos um, for a while and then we released Friendzone in this really fun video um, with Friendzone. And then I, I took another break. <laughs> How long was that break? <laughs> it was like, I don't know, probably another year. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, I mean, underneath all of that, I was writing songs that I had got for this new album that I released. So, Sway, I had written like two years ago from when I released the album. So I had these songs and we knew that we were getting ready to do either an EP or album. Like we were ready for anything. Um, and again, I was frustrated. So I was like, God, I just, I want to, I want to get out there again. Did they have to tell you to chill out a, a bunch of times? Like Daniel, <laughs> no. <relax. laughs> no, it was more, I wouldn't get mad or anything. It was more of just, I would text my management or my day-to-day -day manager in the middle of the night or something and be like, Okay, so like, what's next? <laughs> Do y'all know anything? I don't like. Is there anything new? It was just questions all the time. I'm. I had um, brunch. Cause my my eating schedule is different than the normal human. Since I wake up at three in the morning, my oh yeah, I mean, to do that show. <laughs> Jeez, I have to wake up at three to go on at five because that's six Eastern. We start six Eastern because yeah. we're in you know, Boston, DC. But so I got a. I was doing something with Thomas. Mm -hmm. We were doing this video thing for Thomas and that wasn't I Heart, it was Thomas he said hey would you mind filming this with me I said sure so I met with Virginia mm -hmm. and she was like wait till you hear Danielle's music I was like whatever 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 you know <laughs> this yeah. is before yeah. this is before all of it she's like no no no, no. <clears throat> she, she's been locked away and she's been riding and you're gonna yes. and it's, you're gonna I was like okay I get it you're you know positioning your artist don't do yeah. this you yeah. know we're, but I told her probably six months later I was like you're right like it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And so, was she the one that was telling you and controlling your emotions? Like, rela <laughs> relax. Um, she was one of them. Uh, and I'm very lucky to have my management's like kind of like an all girl team. And it's Virginia, my day to day Samantha, um, and my digital girl Nicole. And I literally, I went to all three of them, probably the same amount. And, and, you know, Virginia would text me or call me every now and then to update me on whatever she had been dealing with, um, with everything. And, and then Samantha would call me and then Nicole's like, I think we should do this piece on Instagram and, you know, the cover videos she was a big part of and, um, they are always working. So Virginia definitely called me and, and tried to be like, you know, we're almost there. <laughs> she never even teed me up with Thomas stuff ever in the history of really ever with TR ever. But she teed me up on you. She was like, it's coming and I don't do this, but I'm just telling you it's going to be, I was like, okay, roll, I roll my eyes. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I like Danielle. She's really nice, but we'll, I'll hear, but she's like, no, trust me. And I was like, okay. Yeah, Cause I know you get that all the time. <laughs> so much so that she never does it. 
Okay. Nobody really does it to me anymore. Yeah. If they have worked with me in the past, because I just don't listen to things early. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> has something that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you just wait. <laughs> just wait. But it was the only time she had ever said, just wait. Yeah. And so. That's cool. Yeah. She was uh, fighting for you early. Let me talk about Blue Apron for one second. So for eight weeks, Blue Apron is teaming with Whole30. This ends on February 26th. To bring you delicious recipes, the menu will feature two Whole30 approved recipes each week, like Mexican Spiced Barramundi with Avocado. Blue Apron's awesome because as we do this podcast from my house, they do deliver right to my house. That's why it's so convenient. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, step-by-step recipes, Right to your door. There's a card that tells you how to do it. These things can be cooked under 45 minutes. Super flexible. Pick two, three, four recipes. High quality. You can look on the list here. Here's some upcoming meals. Spicy pork and Korean rice cakes with baby bok choy. Vegetable fried rice with tagarashi peanuts. Or Whole30 approved chicken and kale orange salad with spicy tahini dressing. Or Whole30 approved seared steaks and warm lemon salsa verde with roasted broccoli and sweet potatoes. You can even be like me and not know how to cook one bit. And Blue April will make you look like a chef. It's really good. Blue Apron is treating listeners now. Just go to blueapron.com slash bobby. 30 bucks off your first order. Blueapron.com slash bobby. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. Okay, so let's talk about your mom. My mom. So she was a hair, hairdresser, hairstylist. She was, yeah. yeah. So does that mean when you go home, does she ever go, let me do your hair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, literally this last Christmas and New Year's, I was home for Christmas and New Year's, which was so nice. Um, and where that is, is like a little bit outside of Houston Which and, uh, um, Cyprus. Yep. And so, yeah, all my family's still there. Uh, and my mom, she still cuts, I mean, my brother's hair, my stepdad. And, uh, when me and my sister come in town, she's like, come here, <laughs> like, <laughs> let me fix this. Um, and when I went back home, I, uh, went to go get my hair colored and she was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do something cause this is not right. She always, and then I thought about cutting my hair short the other night and, and I was like, mom, I have to get approval from you cause I'll feel bad if I, if I just do it without your approval. She was like, but you're going to regret it. And I'm like, God, you make me feel bad. So she, she definitely takes control. <laughs> is she good? She's very good. Still, and like, you, you trust her with your hair. I really do. She does really good, and I don't even have to pay her anything. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a stylist here in town? I do. Do you and have I, to like tell your mom, this is who it is? Yes. Do, yeah. You know, <laughs> it make makes sure. her feel better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and then she'll see pictures, and she's like, okay, it's time to get your hair done. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, so she'll critique your hair oh, through yeah. Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, okay, saw this picture. It's kind of looking weird, like the color or the cut. And so, but she she's awesome. And I'm not biased. She's really great. At well, you are does. biased, but she can still be great. Yes, yes. What does she call you? Like. Does she call you Danielle? Yeah. She does? Yeah. It's a lot of syllables for a mom and a daughter. There, Dan, yeah. It's, she, let me think. Does she ever call you? It, let me see. She's like, she's, oh God. Do an impression of her if she calls you. <laughs> the phone rings. Here's your mom. Go ahead. She's like, hi. She, she, I don't know. God, I do it so good without <laughs> pressure. No, but she calls me boo. Yeah. <laughs> and she tries to be funny because I have a 14-year-old brother and he's in the stage of the bay. And so she's like, you're my little bae. I'm like, mom, don't do that. <laughs> Does your brother think you're cool? 
I I hope so. I think he's cool. Does he tell you that you're... Is, is it cool that you're his older sister to his 14-year-old friends? Um, You know what? He actually doesn't go around saying anything. He, he prefers not to say anything. But they he, have to know, right? They do. They yeah. do. But he doesn't really, like, talk, have full conversations about it to his friends. He's he's in football and, and all that stuff. And he just... And I, I've asked him before. I said, does it get annoying? Does it, I mean, how do you feel about it? He's like, no. But... I just I don't like when girls know you because I want to get I I want to get the girls myself. <laughs> I was like I, I get that I get that. Man, I wish I would have had an older sister that had a little bit of fame because then I could have got girls when I was fourteen. Oh my he God. must be pretty popular then if that's a setback to him. Yeah, he's he's pretty well known. Yeah. he's a cool he's a cool dude. He's he's fourteen and he's six three. Wow, he's size, bigger than I am. Size thirteen shoe. He's a big dude. <laughs> Wow, is your but you're the you're tiny. I know my stepdad. He's my half brother, and so my stepdad is six three himself. He he's a big. He was in football, baseball, all the all the things, and so my brother is in football, and he's he's a big guy. <laughs> so when I go home and hang out with him, I feel like I'm hanging out with somebody my age. And we listen to he we love rap music, and so he listens to he I mean, he shows me all these new rap music that he's he's found. And he's like. Danielle, when you when's the next time you're coming home? Because he loves to drive around in the car and and listen to music. So I, I love that. <laughs> I think for in boxing they have something that they say you know pound for pound fighters. You familiar with the term? Yeah. Regardless of how small or big you are, obviously the four foot nine guy is not going to beat up the seven foot guy. <laughs> yeah. But they go, who's the best pound? For, and I was thinking about this before you came over. I mean, I think you're up there with the Stapletons. You, it's it's this little group of the one percent of the one percent vocalists. It's you, it's Chris Stapleton, it's Lauren Elena, mm-hmm. it's and all the, all of those guys are the pound for pound, like the best singers. And what's surprising is about you, we're talking, you're so small. <laughs> Did you have any crazy vocal training? Did I, that big voice always live in you at <laughs> age eleven? I, like, <laughs> I I feel like I've always had. A big voice, but that's not saying like, oh, I can hit all these notes. But when I was little, my mom always says, and my dad, uh, they're like, when every time we'd take you in a restaurant, you'd scream, and that's how we do. You could just wail, and I'm like, oh god. Um, but I don't know. When did you start singing? And it was, well, I'm actually pretty good at this because I'm sure you sang forever. Everybody sang at four or five years old, but we weren't all good. Mm-hmm. I'm still not good. <laughs> but when did you start singing and you thought, okay, I'm actually better than people around me? Um, I, you know, I've never been the type to be like, okay, yeah, I'm good. But you can tell by people's reaction even. Let's yeah. say even it's not in yours. But you're looking at people and Jimmy Smith sings and they're like... But you sing, and they're like, oh, my God. When did that start happening? Um, Oh, man. Because I did the whole singing in my room thing for a long time um, before the show, and that's what I preferred because I was very shy, and I could go on forever about that because I was probably the shyest person you'll ever meet. It was a struggle. To um, do what? To sing. And really? Yeah. Um, I remember like family events. I, I would I couldn't even sing in front of my family to save my life. Isn't it harder though to sing? Because I'll relate this to doing comedy. I would never want to tell jokes in front of five people, but I can do it in front of two thousand, no problem. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, I feel that way too. Like it, you don't want to. It's weird to sing in front of four people, but put four hundred in there. Yeah, and I'm fine <laughs> because it's it's not that one on one pressure. You're just singing to a bunch of heads. Yes. So yeah. did it get easier as the crowds got bigger? Then <laughs> a little bit, yeah. honestly, and that's weird that how that is. But uh, I it it got so bad that I'd have to either go under a table turn my back in a corner to family like to family or friends yeah. um my friends would ask me to sing a lot and i'm like no i y'all are too close <laughs> y'all need to be out there and lights on y'all like lights on me so i can't see y'all um but that's what police do to criminals i know they put the light right in their face <laughs> so they can't see anything around them i know yeah, yeah but oh gosh i don't know then I, why in the world would you go sing on a tv show it's my mother. She signed me up without me knowing. And but again, you have to go do it. I know. And it was a struggle, which not many people know. Um, because I, so she said, I want you to, like, I print out their certificate. And that's easy. Anybody could go online and it's a voice.com and you can print out your little certificate. And that's what you take to the audition. And she did that. And, um... I was like, wait, and I got mad at her because it was that fear that uh, those butterflies and everything um, and nerves. I was like, no, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. And I've always watched The Voice. Like, I've I've always been a big fan of Blake Shelton and and everybody on there. And she was like, we're going to drive to Dallas. And it's like about four hours from where we were. And I was like, I I think I cried. (laughs) This is the longest drive, the, the longest four hours. It was the longest four hours of my life. <laughs> and you go through the cycle 20 times. Okay, I'll do it. No, I don't want to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I I went through that in the middle of auditions because there's three auditions before the TV LA part, and which I didn't know. And I was just learning everything step by step. And so we get to Dallas, and it's so early in the morning, and there we go to this big convention center, and the line is like wrapped around the building. And um, I think there was 6,000 people there. And you get in these rooms, and it's like 10 people per room. And there's like five chairs, a little piece of tape. So intimidating. Are people singing all the time, though, around you? Like warming up all the time, all the time, all the time? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a big... Is that intimidating? Um, Not really, because for me, through that whole process, I was like, sing, sing, because I wanted to hear people, but then when they would ask me, I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> it was so weird, and so it was really cool hearing everybody, and it didn't really like affect me in any way. You weren't competing at that point. Yes, and I never thought to compete. I always, it was so crazy, because when I did make it to LA, um, and we were all sitting in a room, and the voice producers were coming in and talk to us. It was, and I remember one of the producers saying, uh, I want everybody to look in this room because the, the winner is sitting in this room right now. And I was like looking around and I've already heard half of those people sing. And I was in my head, I was picking who I thought was going to win. I was like, what? I'm on this show. Come on, Danielle. <laughs> Be a little bit more competitive. But I wasn't. I never was. It was crazy. Even throughout the show. Even throughout the show, I just went on stage, sang, and I supported my friends. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going home. I don't want her to. It was that. And I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> How about the butterflies? Did they go? Is, did they subside as the show was going? Um, a little bit. Is it because it was so busy or because you were getting more acclimated to it? Um, I think it was because it was so busy. I think we were such on a schedule. And I, I, for me, it was I learned the song or however many songs I did. 
I went out there and I would forget that song so I could know the next one. It was like a weird um, process. I had to like teach my mind. It was weird. So I, I don't know. I It was just busy, I think. You have your hand up. You have three dots on your finger. Is that tattoo or pen? It's a tattoo. It is a tattoo? What, yeah. What, what are the three dots? Funny story, actually. <laughs> I did New not, or old? New or old tattoo? It's a little bit old. Okay. Um, I didn't know what it meant when I got it, which is n- I not recommended. <laughs> I also wouldn't recommend that, but continue. <laughs> but I was in L.A., and I was with my boyfriend, and we were like, it's 11 o'clock at night, and we feel like getting tattoos. So we did, and we went. I think we were on Venice Beach, and it was the only tattoo parlor open on the whole thing. Fun fact about this tattoo parlor, they did the tiger of Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah. Which is so cool to me. I love Conor McGregor. On his stomach. Or on like his, his stomach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we were like amazed by this Why tattoo Why do you love Conor McGregor? I want to come back to Conor McGregor <laughs> when you finish this. That, that's a really random thing. But continue on with the tattoo story. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, but I actually saw uh, Adam Levine's wife have this on her finger. She was like holding up a glass of wine on Instagram or something. I thought it was so cute. It's like almost like jewelry to me. And I was like, if it's on her, it's nothing bad. <laughs> I'm just, that's dumb. Do you know her to think that? Or just I, through Instagram? I've met her a couple of times. Through Was, was he on the voice, on the voice. early? Okay. Yes. And um, I got it. And I when I went in there, I they were, they were laughing at me. I was like, come on, just do it. And so they did. And I looked it up and it's nothing bad. It means one with the earth, which is pretty cool. But it honestly sounds like kind of like a stoner thing. <laughs> so I'm like, I whatever. Would think, I would think hippie more hippie. than stoner. Yeah, okay. I've gotten the stoner thing. But but it can really mean whatever you want it. It's That's three what dots. everybody says, it, yes. It could be your brother, mom, and stepdad. Yeah. It could be your guitar, drum, and vocal. <laughs> it really, you can make up any story <laughs> you want about those three dots. Oh, yeah. I haven't had like a, a solid thing yet because I don't want to say one with the earth all the time. <laughs> That you so can weird. create your own narrative. I will. And just stick to it because people are going to ask more and more. Oh, yeah. People ask all the time. I have two other tattoos, but this is the one they ask The about. one you can see. Yes. So, Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Random. So, do you like MMA? I, so, okay. <laughs> I love, like, a lot of things other people are like, wait, really? Like, the rap music. They just look at me and be like, I don't see you. I'm like, yeah, that's like all that's on my phone. Um, but I I love sports. And then watching those, I I love like boxing and everything. I, every now and then I'll, I'll get into boxing or whatever. And that's not boxing, but fighting. Um, it's, it's interesting to me. <laughs> and why him? Because he's so confident. And I lack on confidence, so I just like look You're up to that. to that. Yes, yeah. yeah. And he's he's just so cool. <laughs> have, have you boxed? I have. Yeah, I, I box. I see your Instagram and everything. It's it's pretty wild, huh? I love it's it. It's Tough. I love it, but I need. I want to get into it for sure. What have you done? Go to you know classes, punch the bag. Classes. Um, I actually. Uh, it was nice because Thomas Shrett's trainer. Uh, his name's Larry. Uh, he does title boxing here, but mm-hmm. on the road, he um, has. I got to like jump in on their sessions and everything. Oh, that's cool. I know yeah. Larry because Larry works out of the gym that I work at. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's awesome. Do you know Wilson FGL's guy? 
I've met him a couple of times. He works out of there too. He's huge. He's huge. <laughs> he runs. He's huge, right? He's huge and the nicest guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you would never want to cross him. No. And he runs and it looks like one of those old Baywatch shows where the, where the Pamela Anderson is running in slow motion. Yeah. His pecs are so big. Oh and he gets on the trail. like, boom, boom. I'm like, man, I would never. He's barrel. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's he's a big dude. I would see him walking around. I'm like, who is that? Before I like met him. Do you have security when you go to – do you have your own one person that travels with you instead of having different people at different places? Um, Not yet. But I want one. I, I kind of want something like how Thomas Shrett has. Because Larry is like half bodyguard, half trainer. And I hopefully I'll, I want somebody like that. Yeah. So I have one. Mm-hmm. And there really is a trust. Oh, yeah. To have – they always have – and my guy's ex-DEA agent. He's probably 53, 54 years old. Oh, that's cool. And he did he like took over drug boats in that's South America. That's interesting. So not only do I trust him and he's always watching, but – he can uh, kill somebody and hide a body if he needs to. If we need to, <laughs> I just throw in that AO. You know. <laughs> That's cool. And he can do like people. He'll background check somebody. He'll, he'll find. If, I got a problem with this. Is you know because I, I have I've had stalker issues and I've oh, been yeah. attacked. And I'm sure you. There's you're been out. Some you're scares. Yeah. yeah for there's sure. just too many weirdos out there. There is. It's God. a numbers game, and you have so many fans. And I guess I realized that the first time you came into our show. Because you came in, and I remember you coming in, and you crushed Sway, and we saw it go, boom. It was, before, it was way, way early. It went oh, to like yeah. Number two on it, iTunes. It did go to number two. It was a re- this really big moment, but it was just like the floodgates of Daniel Bradbury fans mm-hmm. had descended upon my Twitter, and I was like, <laughs> what is happening here? Oh, yeah. Like, I tell my management all the time, I'm like, I guarantee you they have their own little underground secret office with their like <laughs> whiteboard they're like so this week we're gonna do hashtag this and this they're and passionate this. man they're good they are good they're, they're not even mean it. and some <laughs> fan groups are really rude yeah yeah, yeah. because you just see the loudest mm-hmm. but most fan groups as as a whole even as uh even in country music the vocal minority is what gets heard mm-hmm. so that's the angriest most minority part of music with fan groups the angry minorities give everybody else a bad rap. Yeah. You didn't have any mean ones. No. And maybe because we weren't fighting. I don't know. But we had, <laughs> everybody was actually really kind. No, they like work together. They're all friends and they just, they're really nice. Where do they come from? Do they come from the voice, the record? Where, where, where do they start to see you? And It was the voice. Yeah. And which is crazy. Even with my long break that I took, it was crazy to see that one voice fan group just continue to support me till this day and it's cool because I've seen them kind of grow up too and they feel that way about me which is awesome um but they they never left and I I remember a lot of them and I and I didn't see one leave it was really cool because they they stuck it was from the voice for sure for me I don't know you from the voice Mm -hmm. so I don't know you from the voice yeah which I think is a cool thing for me to know you as an artist and not, I think so too. <laughs> and not as the person who won the TV show. I didn't know Cassidy from The Voice. Yeah. Like, I got here into Nashville in this format because I came from pop and hip hop. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I, I was like, I want to go do country. It's the easiest format. I've never fit in anywhere because I've always been too country on the hip hop station, too rock on the sports station, mm-hmm. too pop in the country. But I've never fit. And so when I got here, I just didn't know you guys from The Voice. And I think yeah. it's. 
been cooler for me to not. I think that's cool because a lot of people do. And, and it's rare when they're like, so I honestly didn't know like you were on the voice and I, I just heard you sing for the first time. I'm like, that's cool. Like that's genuine. I'm super cool. I'm the coolest. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm way cool because I, I, I guess I, I just, I never watched the Voice. Yeah, it's hard. I can't even keep up with it now. I bet you get. I really wasn't even going to go to the Voice, but I bet just because I'm sure you got to get tired of talking about the stupid Voice, and I'm not not that the Voice is stupid, but I would feel like, oh my god, let me move on with my life. Yeah, although for it sure. is an important part of your story. Yeah, it's not the most important part of the story. Yeah. Because I, I want to get somewhere where, like you, it's you're known as as Daniel Bradbury. And I think not, Kelly has done a Clarkson has done a great job at, yeah. and it's taken a while. Mm-hmm. But that's what hits will do for you. Yeah, Kelly's for done sure. a great job. But she's not. She, oh yeah, she was on American Idol. That's right. Mm-hmm. But she's not Kelly Clarkson for American Idol. Yeah. Oh, who else has who done that? Where Carrie Underwood? Oh, Carrie for sure. Yeah. I don't even think. And I watched Idol with Carrie on it, and I don't even I think do. Carrie and Bo Bice, I think, were the same year. Yeah, and Bo finished second, and I remember that vividly. I don't even think of Carrie as being on Idol. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think you have an advantage over a lot of people that come off shows because you did it so young. You have mm-hmm. that time, yeah, to separate from it and mm-hmm. still be young and cool. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, you could be Chris Daughtry. He's like fifty. You know, he's oh, an yeah, American true. Idol. I loved him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's awesome. He went on. I loved him, and then I met him, and it wasn't very wasn't a good experience. But I love oh, no. I loved him on the show. Yeah, I thought he was. I he was a rocker. Mm-hmm. Do you even remember Bo Bice? The long hair. Hardly. Yeah, I remember the finals. He got up and sang acapella. Oh wow! Against Carrie in the finals. Yeah, it's pretty moving because I remember it vividly. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, yeah. Your first concert was a Billy Going concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love this song. I, that's my jam. Yeah, I love this I'm song. Not even. Uh. Uh-uh. You guys kind of had the same tone. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. When I was younger, I would sing to this record, and we. I was so impressed with myself. I was like, "Mom, we like have the same voice." Yeah. <laughs> he was on the school bus in the music video. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I loved. I. I. I called Billy. I don't know him, but I think he lives in Boston or something now. I, I don't know. But I called him <laughs> in the last year or so, and uh, I haven't heard anything else he's done since. But I love that song so much. So when I had his phone number, I was like, I got to call him. I just got to call Billy Gilman. I, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Where was the show? Where'd you go see Billy Gilman? Houston Rodeo. That Houston oh, Rodeo yeah, is my jam. Yeah. Because they have so many acts. Yes. Like, it'd be Master P, and then it'd be Billy Gilman. Oh, yeah. Ludacris, mm-hmm. Carrie. Oh, yeah. And I, I saw, I remember going and seeing Luke Bryan, Brad Paisley, Jason Aldean before anything. And I, I And Billy Gilman. Went. Don't forget Billy Gilman. And, and Billy Gilman was the first one. <laughs> so, next time you come into the radio show... You need to sing one voice from Billy Gilman. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't I, really think about that. Don't sing it anywhere else because this is. Yeah. I, I like this idea. Okay. And you don't have to work it out right now. We'll have you whenever you want. You can come back. But okay. that's it. One that's voice. That's the song you're going to do. Okay. I love that song. Yeah, me too. I'm not even ashamed. I have it. no shame. And some people look at me weird when they're like, that's your first concert. I'm like, hell yeah, it was. I was, I was you were also young. A kid. I was a kid and he was like the heartthrob. 
And I was well, like, well, to kids. To kids. <laughs> yes. He, was a, yeah. yes. <laughs> he wasn't the heartthrob. <laughs> I'm a bit older. He wasn't the heartthrob. He was the kid that was singing. He was a kid heartthrob for younger kids. Yes. Um, and I was that younger kid. And so I remember being out in the aisle of the concert and the big like TV screens. He like looked and he didn't look over at us. I was like, Mom, he looked at me. And I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> but I was freaking out. It was so fun. <laughs> what are you listening to now? You know this one? Do you, are you into, I mean, you can call this whatever you want to call it, but are, are you into the new hip hop? Mm, it, some of them, for me, it has to have like a really good beat. Well, that's not what this is. No. Because they, what they do is, I mean, they use the 808, but then they slow it and <laughs> chop it. And yeah. It's it, and they mumble. And they mumble. The mumbling gets under my skin. So who do you like then? I I do love Post Malone yeah. a lot. He's so gross Cause... looking though. I can't picture <laughs> anything but how like dirty. He is. <laughs> half his teeth are gold. Half are like turd. And his like his whatever uh, tattoo on his forehead. I don't know. It's all just so gross that I think, man, <laughs> how could someone make out with him? <laughs> I don't know. He probably. Oh, I'm sure he gets there. But I've seen, I've watched interviews on him, and he's like the sweetest, yeah. funniest guy. And it's also like, hip-hop sucks, all this sucks, yeah, I'm on He format. loves country, yeah. too. He's, what? yes. <laughs> what he does, I admire, because I also think genres are garbage. I say that a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Because everybody's influenced by everything at this point. Mm-hmm. If you were born, if you started to consume music in the late, mid to late 90s, up until now, you were, you took in everything. Yeah. And every format's influenced by every format. So I'm just like, genres for the sake of genres are just garbage. I understand why they have to be split up a bit, but I have the biggest country radio show in the history of the world, probably 36% of my music. Not even that much is country. Yeah. And even then, like the Lanco album, it just came out the other day. Love it. It sounds like uh, Imagine Dragons, Coldplay meets the country. Right. But that's now what, quote unquote, country is. Mm -hmm. Instead of being fiddles, it's more of how do you tell a story? Yeah. More, it's not so much the texture of the sound, but mm-hmm. the delivery of the message. Yeah, that to me is a difference. But my difference doesn't matter. There's no right answer. Mm-hmm. To me, there's and people fight about what does this kind of music mean? Oh, that's not country. And anyone who says that, I automatically just think they're dumb. <laughs> like I think they can't see over a level of. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And it, and it makes some of the genre traditionalists hate my guts. And I'm okay with that, which is why I don't go out a lot. I don't want to get beat up. Which is fine. Oh, my gosh. It has, it's, yes, it's fine. And the silent majority agree. Yeah. No one just has a format on their phone. No. Heck no. That's it. I mean, the I'm end. walking the CMA red carpet, and they're like, so what are you listening to? They expect me to be like, oh, Jason Aldean's new song. I'm like, no. I got some thug music on my phone, and they're like, Okay, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> and then every now and then, it, like literally, I'll sometimes I drive to Texas I for like holidays. I love driving. I don't know why. Um, and it's a long drive, but I'll, I'll put it on shuffle and it'll be, I mean, a thug Little Wayne song. And then the next song will be Jesus Take the Wheel by Kate Underwood. But that's normal. But it's that's normal. That's not even crazy. That's no. That's absolutely normal. Oh, oh, I totally agree. Yeah. And that's the fight I'm in all the time. And, I mean. 
And I it's bet you hear that from people too. Like, oh, yeah. you're not country. Oh, all the Shut time. Up. All the time. How are you going to tell me what my art is? Art is not even supposed to be defined. No. And you're going to tell me. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing a question at you right now. You're going to tell me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I want you to be alive. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, right? Logical. I want you to be alive. Super smart, dude. Oh, he. Like, have you seen the interview? Yes. Yes. His hands yes. are going everywhere. <laughs> he looks the super smart part. Oh, yeah. He talked. Yeah. Awesome. I thought it was brilliant when this song, because the phone number for the suicide hotline is the title of the song. They never say it, but it's mm-hmm. the title of the song, so it's what you see. It's like second level thinking. That, I know. When that came out, I was like, I bet you this phone number actually works, and it is a line. And sure enough, it came out, and I was like, that is genius. genius. And just seeing all the numbers and everything that, that helped is, is amazing. You know the uh, the entire menu at not Whataburger. Uh, is it at um, uh, what's the burger place in California? Don't tell me, because I have been like eighty times, and everyone's like, "It's the best," and it's good. Hold on, don't give it to me. Okay, I'm gonna sit here and struggle with it a bit. Okay, wait, it is Whataburger because you're from Texas. It's gotta be Whataburger. Do you have the Whataburger menu memorized? Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. I do. Or is it In and Out? I'm going to go Whataburger. I'm going to go back to my instinct. I okay. always go. Okay. When I'm questioning my heart, I go back to my instinct. I'm okay. going to go Whataburger. Do you have the whole Whataburger menu memorized? Pretty much. Because you go so much? Or because I go it was so much. Literally, the last time I was home, I went almost every night, which is not healthy, but it's so good. It's so good. And they put the ketchup in the, the ketchup packets mm-hmm. that are hard, so you can just open it and sit it down and dip it into it. Oh, yeah. And the gravy. They make white gravy. Mm-hmm. I live about two blocks from Whataburger. My entire uh, 14 years in Texas. Yeah, same. <laughs> I love Whataburger. And it was always open. Yeah, it's always open. And that's, I mean, what I did, I would hang out late at night and it'd be like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get Whataburger. And it's just there. It's there for you. <laughs> always. What's your, what's your schedule now? You talk about late night. Generally, what time do you wake up in the morning? Oh, God. I, on an off day, I'll, I, I'd sleep in. I'm not a morning person. But what's sleeping? I'm not a morning person either. I hate mornings. Yeah. I'm I'm good to go about the time the show ends. When the <laughs> I'd be so funny in the funny. afternoon. I'm just like coming out of my slumber yeah, right about like, when it's okay, time to go I'm home. Ready. Yeah. And then you're done. <laughs> Cuz I'm not a morning person either. Yeah. So you wake up what's sleeping at 9, 11 cuz my sleep going to be 1 p.m. Say, yeah. like noon, yeah. noon 1 p.m. And every now and then I'll like sometimes I have a hard time sleeping and I don't go to bed until like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning cuz I'm just laying there. My mind is going my body's tired, but my mind is just keeping me up. It's That's like every night. <laughs> I'm like, God. But I sleep in all the time. But but that's not sleeping in if it's all the time. Not all the time. You I have That's work. your normal time, but you <laughs> wake up early stuff. for work. Yes. Did you have to go do radio tour again? I did. Because you were kind of out for a bit. You have to yeah. go around and... It's like <sighs> How was your radio tour experience the last time? Was it different than it was four years ago? Um, It was. Yeah? Yeah. Um, because I, you know, the first time was my first time. I was about 17, 18 and I just had my mom with me and I just didn't really know how to talk to people and especially just how the whole radio thing goes. I did not know how to act, how to be, I was just like a little, I was a teenager. 
So now this the second time I, I did it, I was like well aware. It's like, you know, okay, I gotta like wake up <laughs> and like walk in there with like like kind of a positive energy because I at first I didn't. It's I was like just, you're running for office, is what I and yeah. I've never been a part of a radio tour, nor do people come to me for radio tour because mm-hmm. I'm not a radio station. Mm-hmm. But my flagship, which is WSIX, is in the next room, and people come through and they'll play for the station. Oh, okay. So I'm never a part. I've never been a part of a radio tour. On the pop side, I was. Okay. I remember once at pop, I got a call. And they're like, "Hey, there's this kid up front. You should go watch him sing." I'm like, "Ah, I didn't. I was doing. I was twenty. I started doing mornings. I was twenty-two, right? Mm-hmm. So, and in that next few years, I'm like, no, there's a kid. He's, I don't know, he's from YouTube or something. You should go watch him." Nah, nah, nah. Oh God! Whatever. So it was Justin Bieber, right? Oh my so God! That that happens, and then I got a, someone calls, goes, "Hey, I got like I have so many of these stories." Someone goes, "Hey, this is girl. She had this song. I don't know. It's about kissing another girl. You should go up there." And I'm, I'm like, I, I'm grumpy oh after ten. It was Katy Perry. Yeah. This other girl comes in, like, "Hey, she's this girl. I don't know. She's wearing a tie with a wife beater. She's in Canada. Her name's <laughs> Levagni or something." I was like, you know, I'm good. She's never going to make it. It's Avril Lavigne. Oh, my God. I've about 20 of these where I was just sleepy. I was like, they're never going to make it. No, yeah, don't worry about I'm it. I'm tired. I'm good. <laughs> We're not going to do it. But So I've never been in a radio tour or I've never been a program director. I don't know that part of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I just talk to artists Yeah. and find out, you know, as a female when you do that, yeah. And you're going to talk to 45-year-old men all the time. <laughs> What's the creepy ratio? Because I, <laughs> I would always just be aware. It's, it's there, for sure. For, for sure it's there. For sure. I just would have someone with me all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do. All the time. Oh, especially, like, events and, like, being at a hotel. I'm, I'm always, I'm terrified of hotels. I think that's a new fact. The actual building or the people in them? Like, just sleeping in hotels. Okay. Like, I just, I never sleep, ever. I never have a good night's sleep when I'm in a hotel. And I'm always afraid that somebody will follow me to my room or get my name, like, on the front desk and act like they work for me. Use a fake name? They, usually, I have it under my, like, radio rep's name, Mm -hmm. so it's not under mine. But, like, events, usually they'll put mine under there so I, I need to do a fake name there. I have a standard one <clears throat> that I'll do each quarter and it changes okay just because That's a good the, again idea. people will look oh yeah and try to find where you are or they'll call your room and and most of the time people aren't wanting to do bad things they really just want to meet you I know I'm trying to go sleep but <laughs> you're like I'm trying to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> and again there's a personal space thing too where you're you know I'm in my room mm-hmm. now yeah. It's almost like your house. Yeah, it's your like little safe it's place. It's the safe, yeah. yeah. And so you have to get some sort of cycle of fake names. Oh, yeah, I Just do. for safety. Oh, for safety, yeah. It, for me, because it freaks me out. <laughs> I just always, I, you know, uh, just being a female artist and dudes, I would just always have somebody around. I just yeah. would. Yeah. I'll, I, and I'm not giving you advice that you don't already know. Yeah. I just would. And yeah, I've never even sure. been to a radio tour, so I don't know firsthand. <laughs> but also, you're you're tiny, and when you at festivals, I would never want to take pictures with anybody, especially men, because they have armpits right at your head. 
It's like your nose is going right in their armpit. Oh my god, that is my life. <laughs> it's like they, everybody wants to put their arms around you. Now, for me, I'm a taller guy. Hot festivals. Everybody smells like beer, sweat, and and sunscreen, and I'm right at armpit level. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I stink by the time I'm on stage. Your face smells like armpit? Yes. Hey, you're, you're talking to your, whew, your face smells Yes. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? I, 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 there's no out of this. I'm just short. <laughs> and even in heels, I'm short. How tall are you? I'm like 5'2". You think. break the five foot barrier then? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you purposely don't. <laughs> don't I, like last night at, at the show, I'm, I'm around all guys and in the meet and greet we did... Sometimes the if there's a lot of artists, we do a full like one meet and greet. Everybody comes up and we take a picture all together, and that's what we did. And these fans, I swear to you, they just looked over my head, and I was like getting pushed in the back. I'm like, wait, no, it's I'm over here. I was like pushing out of the way. I was like, I've never felt so short in my life than last night. There's some because Jordan's a big dude. I've taken him out. Jordan's He's a tall. Big dude. Yeah. Luke is a big guy. Luke Combs. Yeah. He's a big, he's just a big barrel of a dude. Yeah. Who else was on there? Oh, the, the guys from, who'd you say the, uh, the two dudes from, uh. El Walker McGuire. Yeah. And he's also all dudes. Yes. Yeah. And I, and like fans, like other guys too. And, and women that were just drunk. They were just, I was like, I'm back here and no one sees me. <laughs> I just got pushed back here. Oh God, it's a struggle. All the time. <laughs> what about prom? Prom? I've never went to prom. <laughs> so you didn't go to your own because you were doing the TV show yeah. and doing a career. But what about, did you not have a boyfriend at the time that had a prom that you went to nothing? You know, oh man. Um. Well, no, my boyfriend was older than me. Same, same boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. So he already did his. And, and by the time mine came around, like he was already out of high school. So I just was like, okay, <laughs> missing out on prom. How do you feel about that now? Do you feel like you missed something? Not really. You didn't? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people tell me you too. Didn't. I'm like, you didn't miss anything. So uh, New Year's Eve, I'm going to give you New Year's Eve. D- describe what New Year's Eve is to you. Oh, God. Um, I, I think of like resolutions, like... Talk okay. about the night. The night. The night. Yeah, because I'm going to bring it back to something. But talk about okay. New Year's Eve night. New Year's Eve night. What's the feeling as you're going into New Year's Eve night? Um, It's exciting. It is exciting, right? Yeah, it's like it's New exciting. Year's Eve. We're going to yeah. dress up. Yeah. It's going to be a party. Yeah. Or it's going to be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Greatest night ever. And then where yeah. does it kind of end up when all said and done? Um, That's six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. prom. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what example. prom is. It's, it's going to be the greatest. I've seen all the movies about it. Holy. That was okay. Yeah. Everybody just passed out. Yeah. Probably. It's just. I've seen like videos and stuff. Same thing about New Year's. Just. Well, next time you have New Year's, just imagine it's prom. Okay. It's a whole bunch of hype <laughs> and a bunch of money time. spent. Yeah. And then it's like, huh. That's, that's nice. all right. <laughs> I have that memory. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool, I guess. That's a good example. Yeah. Man. <laughs> No wonder. Uh, I have a bunch of your songs here. Let's see. How about this one? But I'm not I've handpicked some of my favorites. Okay. This is Potential. Potential. Tell me about this one. Um, It was the first song 
I we kind of figured out to like shape the whole album around because it was like the first big song um, we wrote and I, and I wrote it with uh, Emily Wiseman and Johan Lindenbrandt he's based in LA and Emily's like my go-to girl here in Nashville um, and when we wrote it we were like this is it like this is the the blast off for this new album and uh, it's been I mean I, I played it out at a, a writer's round to debut it and it I mean album nothing was even out yet and um, we got such a huge reaction out of it and we were like oh my god and I think uh, somebody uh, like I wouldn't say Rolling Stones that's that's too big but <laughs> somebody posted about it on Twitter and and it was just like god this is this is a good sign this is a good sign so that's one of my favorites on the album too what about this one Human Diary yeah. I saw a lot of people posting about this one when it came out yeah a lot of shares on this song i think for me the most i saw of any song was this one yeah i don't know if you felt that way but a lot of people yeah a lot of people say that they love this one it's actually one of the songs i didn't write um because i co-wrote seven of the ten um on the new record and this one it was it was a pretty interesting day too because i i got with emily wiseman and josh kerr and they had written the song just at their house one night, um, wanting to write a song. It's like, well, y'all are so talented, jeez. And um, I was uh, gonna record "Worth It" that day, and and it was the last thing we needed to do to finish the whole album. And I was like pushing it because I was like, we're not recording "Worth It" today. We're recording "Human Diary" because I was like in the emotional state of hearing that song. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to record it like this any other day. And so that's what we did. I, and, and I forced this song to be on the album because the album was finished. I was like, is there room for for this song? And and they, they let me. I was so excited. It's cool <laughs> that you fought for a song, too, that you didn't write, that you just yeah. felt. It, it was a big feeling for that song, for sure. I've never felt that way listening to a song um, a good that one. I didn't write. Mm, how about... And it was this is a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the other one I didn't write. This is a good one, though. Too. I like the things. I like the, the old four on the floor here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote this one? Um, it was actually four men. Uh, Thomas Rhett, uh, his dad, Rhett, uh, Jaron Johnson from Cadillac, Cadillac 3. 3. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry, the Cadillac 3. The, he yells at me if I don't say oh. the. Yeah, oh, yeah, he it pisses him off. Oh, my sorry, God. The Cadillac the 3. Yeah. Cadillac 3. Um, uh, and then Julian Bonetta, he's a big producer out in LA. Yeah, Julian produced the One Republic, or One Direction stuff. Yes. Yeah, One Direction. Yeah. yeah. And so they, it wasn't going to make his album. And in Virginia, I was like, I think you'll like this song. Just listen to it. And it was Tom Charette put his vocal on it. I was like, this is cool. And then we ended up cutting it. I was really happy that he gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we played. This one's the jam. Yeah. Yeah, this is the jam. I mean, you came in one morning and crushed this. In the morning, and crushed was, it. It was tough. <laughs> I was struggling a little bit. Looked flawless. Like effortless. Thank just you. Like, I was like, man, that must be nice to have that kind of talent built in. And then sway, jam. This is the jam. This would be huge. Thank you. you know you're gonna come out and do a couple shows with me. Do you know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Austin and Wichita Falls. 
I'm so I love Austin. Yeah, I live God. about three blocks from the theater in Austin. Oh, nice. So that's for, that's home. To yeah, me. Austin's home. Yeah, for sure. I, I was born in Arkansas, but like I grew up as a human in Austin, mm-hmm. and I love Nashville. I've I've been lucky to live in three fantastic places. Yeah. My home, which is uh, Mountain Pine, Arkansas, mm-hmm. but Austin and Nashville are both fantastic. But mm-hmm. you're gonna that Austin crowd, they're gonna, oh, they're, it's see, gonna be awesome. Aw- and I honestly, I haven't, I really don't think I've played a show in Austin yet. Like this is gonna be the first time, and it's I'm excited because I've always wanted to do stuff like in Texas and stuff. I grew up going to Austin all the time, um, and you're right. Like Texas for me, like as a human, it, that's that's my home. Nashville's great, but yeah, Nashville doesn't. It, there's so many outer influences. It doesn't really feel like in the creative space that it's Nashville. Yeah. When you get out of the creative zone, you start to go, "Oh, Nashville's really cool." But when you're in the stupid bubble that we live in, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like anything. It feels like a bunch of fake people running around. That's how. That's I why I don't. Feel. Ha- that's why. That's why I don't hang Preach. out with anybody here. Yeah, I don't hang out with anybody so, either. I, I just. <laughs> And she knows it. I'm, I'm always hitting up my managers, and I'm like, hey, you want to hang out with me? It's tough. That's all I want to hang out with anyway. And you wonder who wants to hang Why do they want to hang out with you? Exactly. I'm like, what, what do they want from me exactly? Yeah. Why is this person all of a sudden? I just, I'm so, and you know, I fakeness to me, it it's like a phobia. I can't be around it because I, I'm not having fun. And it's not genuine. If it's not genuine, then I'm like, come on. I'm not having a good time. So that's why I don't I don't hang out with really much of anybody. And it I take you a while to trust somebody? Takes me a while. Yeah. yeah. That's my problem too. And to my detriment sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are some really good people here. Yeah, for sure. But we also live in a place where I'll give you an example. Uh, I really and have a friendship with Dirks. Mm-hmm. Good dude, not fake. He's, yeah. But again, he's gone so much when I'm gone that we don't, we can't really forge that next level stuff mm-hmm. because we're never in the same place. Yeah. So it's very difficult. Yeah. And anybody that I've dated has always been in the industry. Mm-hmm. I say anybody. I dated three people and, and like, <laughs> in like the last ten years. But, always dated. Yeah. So it's been tough. Mm-hmm. So, but I completely, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of friends. In you know, this. I don't. I don't really like. That's not a bad thing to me. Like, I almost like just having my own little routine. I love Target. I love going to Target. Sleep until my one Starbucks. o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and going and bugging the crap out of my managers. And and <laughs> one of them's in the room right now. But she has like a, a hot tub. And when it was like really freezing, one of the other nights. We like had a hot tub night and I like that's that's fun to me. Yeah. Like I love just hanging out and if a football game's on, if whatever, I love that. Like wine nights, eh, not my thing. <laughs> so I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably why I think you're cool. Like, I, <laughs> I never get that, hey, let's <clears throat> be strong. Yeah. <laughs> And that could be interpreted a thousand ways, and it's fair to interpret that a thousand ways. But yeah. that's Everybody, nah, 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 nah. hey, let's get together. Let me, let me get your tech. And I think they're probably at a point a, a good person, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have to dig through yeah. eight people to find one. I'm lazy too, and I wake up three in the morning. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm so lazy. I'm so, 
<laughs> I'm in bed. I try to get up at eight so I can wake up at three. Yeah. And who has time for a personal life when you do that? Yeah, true. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm glad you came by. I'm glad I did too. Awesome house. I got to meet your dog. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your well, I dog. Forgot. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I should apologize because I saw you pulling dog hair off of you. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, my no, dog no, hair. no. My dog. Oh, is that I, what it was? Yes. Because I started to go, oh. No, I have a all white dog and, and he sheds like crazy. That's, what, that's my dog too. So it's nothing. Okay. Because I, I felt dogs, a little so bad because you were like, you were like taking off your no, knee. No, you're no, taking no, dog. No. I was like, oh no, I, Dusty look, got her. Look, this is my dog's hair right here. That's so I have embarrassing. no problem with dog hair because I live in it. My dog sleeps in my bed. Yeah. So I, I to, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Because they're too big. Like you're, it's just the right size. Did you, uh, most people see my dog and they think, oh, he looks different. Meaning size wise. Did you think he, what'd you think? He was smaller than most, I expected. Yeah. yeah. Most people think he's what, a, what breed? So he's a Staffordshire bull, Whoa. which is, and he's a, he's pure. What happened was there was a raid in Austin and they busted up a puppy mill because they were puppy milling. You know, they're having yeah. all these dogs hump each other and they were having all the dogs and they were selling them and they were like, can't do this anymore. So they were, the, the shelter was, Hey, we have these dogs. And I went and I got the runt of all of them. Yeah. And he was way too young, but he didn't have a mom. And so I took mm-hmm. him and I have a picture of him somewhere in this house. And I'm holding him in one hand. Oh That's how small God. he was. So that dog is usually, he's 34 pounds. That, mm-hmm. Those dogs get up to like 60 pounds normally. He's half wow. that size. That's so, so cool though. I yeah. love that. What about your dog? My, so one of them is a pointer mix. and Smart? Oh, too smart. Yeah, I mean those are very intelligent dogs. But they're, he's so hyper. He just, he has that pointer tail and he's always sniffing. And once that front door opens a little bit, he's gone. Yeah. Like, he just wants to roam. But my other dog is a German Shepherd mix, and he's like this big, cuddly teddy bear, and he's so sweet. But I got him at the Humane Society, and so they're a mix, and I don't, I want to know one day, like, what exactly. Do you know exactly... they have, like, like, a 23andMe for dogs? They actually have a DNA kit now for, really? for dogs. I can, yes. It blew my mind. <laughs> I want these. No, no, they have it, and you t- t- take your dog's saliva. And this is not an advertisement. I don't know what the name of it is. My Perfect. friend, my friend just did it, and I'll make sure you get See, what it is. I want to do that because I don't know exactly what she my dog. Didn't know what her. And now I did it for me as a human with twenty three and me because I don't really know what I am. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> like you know, I never knew my dad. My mom yeah. died early, so I didn't know. <clears throat> yeah. So I tested myself, and to my surprise, I'm very white. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very white. This just in, prepare to be shocked. I'm super Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I'll get you the name of what that is. Yes. Because it's a real thing with, with dogs. You can now go find exactly what breed they are. Yeah, because my one of uh, the, the German Shepherd, I say German Shepherd because he has those like low back legs, and he's a big dog, but he has that brindle look. And they, at the shelter, it said he was a mountain cur. I was like, what the heck is that? And I looked it up, and they, like, hunt big animals. And I'm like, but he's too nice. He's something else. So, I... I but your pointer, they're genetically hunting, spotting yeah. dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And it's funny, because it's probably never actually had to go out and point, yet it still does. It's still... Because of its genes. Yeah. Yeah, but so... We had a bunch of dogs. We had, uh, growing up, to hunt with. In my hunting days, yeah, those days don't those, those days don't exist anymore. <laughs> but when you go up in Arkansas, that's how you bonded with everyone. Yeah, I had a gun at ten. 
I mean, I have one gun now, and it's just when someone tries to break in my house. I have, I have a big gun. I have a big boy gun. Yeah. I don't care. I have a big, I have a big boy gun, too. <laughs> yeah. But I don't use it to go shoot animals anymore. I use it to shoot humans. It yeah. give me crap. <laughs> but, yeah, we had beagles, and we had pointers. But it was amazing when they were puppies. They automatically had the instinct to do what they were supposed to do. Yeah. It's, it was amazing It is me. amazing. And they're like, posture, they're all like... In, in the zone. I'm like, that is so cool. We would take a dog out and to, to quail hunt and he'd point because he'd, he'd see a bird or see, mm-hmm. see that covey of, of quail. Right on. Tail, nose, and he wouldn't move. And oh, that's, that's when you so would know, cool. that's where you would know they were. And so everybody was like, okay, here we go, here we go. And then went in, they flew up. I don't, again, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> you seem like a pro at it though. No, but that's what I did for a lot of my life. Because, Which is uh, fun. Yeah, sure. Well, listen, I'm not a big like outside guy. <laughs> Give me some Wi-Fi and, yeah. you know, microwave. I'm good. <laughs> a microwave. Yeah. I mean, give me Netflix and Wi-Fi and hey. a microwave. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm set for yeah. eight months. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, yeah, when you're in Arkansas and you're 10 to 17, that's when I finally moved away. That's how you bonded with everybody or you just didn't. Yeah. So you went out and you shot yeah. things. I have – I – surprisingly i have dad's side of the family little rock arkansas no that's i grew up in little rock a lot really yeah and it's it is it's country that's what we do yeah i can it see that though did it's, for me did but my step my stepdad who my mom married later on he's, he calls into my show a bit and he every morning he's hunting we call him that's a, that's yeah. fun yeah yeah so well i'm glad you came <laughs> thank you let me encourage everyone listening because a lot i know a lot of you will be listening to this that daniel's album's called i don't believe we've met Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I believe we haven't met. But it's like, <laughs> I believe I, we haven't met. <laughs> I don't believe we've met. And depending on when you hear this, but. It makes you want to sway. Sway is going to be a big old hit. Worth it. And then, oh, I would like to play this just from the beginning because I do enjoy this. This song here that will not be a big old hit. But hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I don't need your help, Mike. I can fix it. Hold on. Mike's going to run over here and tell me. Let me work my way through this. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, got this. This computer. Got it. Thank you. Here we go. Three. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. This is <laughs> ran its course. Come on. No. Let's recourse this. Okay. This is, yeah. this is all you need was like Luda. Little Luda. Oh, I need a rapper yeah. on this now. Here she is, don't <laughs> fail, and her name is Danielle. But I mean yes, that's what you need. I mean, you can be. Yeah. <laughs> Those days, I signed a, a hip hop deal, one song. As, as, really? Yeah, my alter ego was Captain Caucasian. Oh and I, my god! I did the that part a feature. Do you remember the gymnast Carly Patterson? She was a, she was yeah. a gold medal gymnast. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. She tried a pop career, and, they, and she came in, and I was doing some deal. While I was playing guitar, and I was just like, you know, and the guy was like, hey, can you write something? And I just wrote this little deal. I was yeah. Like, you can get somebody to rap it, and he's like, hey, can you do it? And it's still on YouTube somewhere where I'm in the studio going, you know, and they put it on, and it was, you know, like seven stations played it oh in a rotation. God. But yeah, it was Carly Patterson featuring Captain Caucasian. I that is so... Bring it back on Friend Zone. Yeah, yeah. come on! <laughs> Whatever. Don't let, don't let them hate on you. Oh, well, let me know if there's, you, anybody gives you any problems. Hey, hey, I will. All right. <laughs> Danielle Bradbury, episode 99. Thanks for hanging out. I believe... Our next episode of the one after this will be uh, Christian Bush from Sugarland, right? So um, come back then. Uh, you can tweet Danielle at D Bradbury. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. And uh, you can, you know, do all the stuff. Okay, that's it. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye.